Welcome into Natty Nights, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, another shout out to Bullhorn, I guess. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like Bullhorn. Um, I feel like Bullhorn is a good like friend and nickname. Like if they're like a really loud guy, like a big in- guy that's super loud. You're a Bullhorn. You invite Bullhorn, bro. Yeah, like you know he's a hardcore drinker. Yeah, like he, but like really really cheap beer. Oh, true. Also, I really dig the intro because it was like, oh, I was like in my head, I'm like, it's Boogie Shoes, and I love this so much. <laughs> Dude, I was, was the same thing as, real hard. It was the same thing as yesterday. I know. As I listened to it, because I re-listen, I don't know. I, I don't know if you do that, but I, for me, when I listen to it, when I, whether I'm on a show or it's a Big J BB show, I have to go back and re-listen at least to it mm-hmm. to kind of like, you know, I don't know, I guess Lauren. Um, and as I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh! that's what it is it's bookie <laughs> shoes and i'm like i'm digging it yeah I, i'll throw in uh i'll tell you what tomorrow's show i'll throw in some um some 1980s rock for everybody Ooh. how about that uh welcome into the stream as always brought to you by busr.com slash josh could just have a sign up bonus uh, i did have the flyers today i'm just i didn't tweet it out but i had the flyers today uh really small bet to be honest with you um and that was the only one i had today it was one of those things where like i wanted to take the socks but i was afraid of that no hitter hangover did you feel that way even with uh keiko pitching not necessarily but like just the bats like i was just i, I was oh, just yeah. a little you know because I didn't want to like get too high on the horse, right? I didn't want to be like Giolito just threw that no, no, he just threw that no hitter, and we're gonna put up like ten runs, and all of a sudden we do. So you know, nineteen and twelve feels pretty damn good. I'll tell you that. Uh, it really, really does. And Duke also commented that Jose cannot be stopped. That's a fact. Jose bro. can't be stopped, and I'm not here for Jose or Brady slander. Seriously, I've been sticking up for this dude since like 2015. I I don't understand. I I don't get it. Like, why do people not like this guy when he struggles? I, I, I don't understand. But yet they loved Canerco when he struggled. Right. Like, Jose Abreu's struggles aren't nearly as bad as, like, the month of April for Paul Canerco. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, the first yeah. two months of the season for Canerco, you always knew, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to be really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jose Abreu's just aren't that bad. Like, he, dude's a stud, man. Yeah, so um, we will uh, we'll talk White Sox here in a second. We'll also talk about the Bears. Uh, so Duke, stick around for this one. I have a question for you. Um, then we'll take a break. We'll talk about the Big Ten. There's some news around uh, around there, and then of course uh, we will talk about the NHL, MLB, and NBA reacting to what's going on today. Um, Ryan, you'll probably have more to say than I will. Um, all right, so. Also, shout out to Buzz. He just said that he loves me. He loves himself some Natty Nights. So shout out to you. I don't know if you were talking about the beer or or the actual show, but uh, Buzz Both. appreciate you, bro. Uh, on tap Sportsnet for all your Chicago sports needs, and um, we'll talk socks now. So, um, yes, I'm gonna fully admit that I was very upset that 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 my my calling of Lucas Giolito's no hitter tweet last night. I, I'm I'm a little upset that it didn't get more recognition. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be upfront with that. To be honest, uh, Pete and I really enjoyed it. I texted him because he, he texted me right after it happened. He's like, "Oh my God, Gio!" And I was like, "Dude, I know." I'm, I was sitting here. I'm like, "We had just finished recording," and I'm like, "I didn't want to text you uh, because I was like, man, Josh just talked about it on the show,' <laughs> and I'm like, I really don't want to jinx this thing, so I'm just gonna keep to myself and wait till someone texts me." So like, I'm sitting there watching it watching it and you know i think uh he had just got through the seventh by the time we finished yep so i was like i got i looked out at my phone and i'm like 
he still has a no-no going? Yeah. I'm like, okay. So I flip it on and I'm watching. I don't know about you, but for me, um, get really emotional um, for oh, these yeah. things when yep. it's my team. And um, I know my dad does too. So I texted him and I knew he was at work, but I, you know, I texted him and I let him know. And he texted me back this morning. He's like, man, I had some tear. I got teary eyed just watching the last out. And I was like, dude, I, he, that guy hit the shit out of it at yeah. angle. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Eloy's not there. Oh, no, no, let's, I, so I know there's, there's, there's some debate here. Um, I, I don't know if no Mazar makes that catch. No, I don't, I, I don't know if he does. I don't hate no Mazar. I just don't think he makes that catch. Adam angle but, is one of the best outfielders in the league. Like whether people yeah. want to, th- whether people want to admit that or not, he's one of the best outfielders in the league hands down he got such a great read on that ball and like listening to benetti's call at the end and stone letting him do it like god man there was just so many emotions in that moment and um that entire ninth it just mm-hmm. felt like like my my heart was like 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 jason it was in your throat because yeah. you're just like you don't you're you're trying to breathe but at the same time you're nervous and it's like i think for people um if you've ever played uh, baseball in any way uh you would always if you were a pitcher you always thought about that about like, how cool would that be to have that moment right and then here's this guy right here lucas giolito getting close to doing it i love seeing his parents tweets later like that was fantastic um 13 strikeouts which i think is the most any Sox player has had i think it's in a no-no i think he had 14 i don't want to i don't want to misquote that somebody help me out in the comments there because i i want to say it was 14 but it, it, it you're right it may have been 13 Either way. <laughs> Either way. Either way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do want to uh, call out the people. Uh, I want to call out Cubs fans here. And this is not the reason why today's show is going to be controversial. But I want to call out the Cubs fans that are saying, well, it's just the Pirates. Somebody called in. Yet. Somebody called into ESPN 1000 this morning and sa- and told David Kaplan that there should be a, uh, an asterisk next to Lucas Giolito's no-hitter. That's ridiculous. So let me tell you how badly I wanted to call in and be like, can you give me that guy's number? Like, just, just give me the number. I just want to talk to him because in what world does not having fans in the stands have anything to do with throwing a no hitter? It has nothing to do with it. Absolutely and he was at and like, what would it have done? You're still, all that pressure is there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so uh to the dude who called in it's a terrible fucking take duke Duke said my takes on the score when i called it as a teenager are better than that garbage take seriously i mean like honestly like you tell and and that's the unfortunate thing is he very well could have just been trolling Mm -hmm. like he could have just been like oh i'm gonna call in and just be a dick but like if you have any sort of respect for the game of baseball you wouldn't say that I True. mean, like, come on. Like, I, when Jake Arrieta threw that no-hitter, I'm like, Did you, I mean, damn. Bro, the, I was hyped for The him. Reds were garbage. And, like, I don't, I mean, I, for one, wasn't like, oh, it's just the Reds. Like, this and is this is the Major League, this is Major League Baseball. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's my thing, too. Like I said, like, you know, Pete, obviously, we, we know Pete's Cub fan. Text me immediately. Immediately. Just over ecstatic because of it. Because if you're a baseball fan, like, seeing a no-no is wild have you ever seen one in person no and i man i wish i could okay so 
it was um it was it was frontier league mm-hmm. then the international league um it was the joliet jackhammers before they were the slammers and it was left-hander louis villarreal and i looked up in the, to the scoreboard in the seventh inning and I was with like my neighbor, my parents, like they weren't paying attention. They were drinking. I was like 12. And I'm like, guys, guys, Villarreal, th- he's throwing a no hitter. And everybody's all of a sudden, like even everybody around us was like, holy shit. Yeah, he is. Like, it's a big deal. And man. he did it, dude. It was uh, like, even though it was international league and, uh, you know, v- Louis Villarreal, like I didn't know who the hell any of these guys were. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable! A hundred times more emotional and exciting in person. A hundred percent. That's I, I agree. It does not matter where, what league it's in, or who it is. Like it's still a big moment. I mean, a, a, what like a week ago, Maeda took one in the yeah, eighth, yeah. and I immediately got off stream and like went and found the Twins game because I'm like, I just want to see it. Like I <laughs> yeah. like, you know, there's a reason that MLB Network and ESPN and these uh, networks always tune in when they get to like the seventh or eighth. Uh, you know, that one is nuts. I mean, the, when they, you see those things happen, it's it's a big deal. And, you know, also, Lucas Giolito threw a no-no in MLB The Show when he was streaming it earlier in the year during the pandemic yeah, offseason. Right. Dude, honestly, so, I've, air too. I've thrown I've thrown no-hitters in perfect games in MLB The Show, and honestly, like, it's it's so exciting. You get jacked, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. I get yeah, hyped, it's, bro. It's really also, exciting. Also, great news, Eloy twisted his ankle celebrating. Why he not? almost ruined the evening. Like, he almost, he, he seriously, <laughs> like, almost completely ruined everything for Giolito. Yeah, that was bad. Um, but, yeah, so that was exciting. So, as we move into current day White Sox, there was no no-hitter hangover, winning 10-3. to um, Edwin Encarnacion, we got to see the Parrot today. Uh, Jose Abreu had another home run. I mean, look, this team is just straight up rolling. Like, they started the season one and four, and if you would have told me they were going to be nineteen and twelve, I, I, I don't want to say that I would have like laughed in your face, but I would have been like, I don't know, man, I don't know. Like, we're at thirty-one games in. I may have said hovering around five hundred, but this team is blowing me away, dude. Yeah, and honestly, I think you touched upon it with all the injuries they've had. That's what makes it even more crazy to the fact that they've rebounded the way they've had. Obviously, they had a great series against the Cubs, and then you you don't you don't take your foot off the gas against a bad team, and that's what they've done so far, right? They've handled business uh, against the Pirates, ten to three today, like you said, and then obviously yesterday, Lucas Giolito took care of business, and that's what you want to see. And it also, honestly, what felt really great about this, I loved every time Burley did something great, I loved it. But like for Giolito, as young as he is. And for this team to be so committed to him as the ace moving forward, that solidified it. So that was great. I'm glad you brought up the term ace because after the Cubs game, there were a lot of people talking about how actually on Sox on Tap, um, Tony and Johnny were talking about uh, that if 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 the playoffs started tomorrow, and your who was your game who's your game one starter who are you giving the ball to they they leaned more toward Keuchel mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that it's that it's cut and dry because it's not you can make a case for either one because both of them are damn good this year but like I think Lucas Giolito's no hitter obviously gave it more made it more of a conversation yeah 
Who would you go with? If the playoffs started tomorrow, who would you give the ball to, Giolito or Keiko? I feel like I want to go with Giolito because I think Keiko's so good as being that two guy. Being the guy that can kind of relax you if you if Giolito does have a rough game one, I think he's that good in-between guy before you get to the rest of that rotation. So that's why I would go with Giolito. You went with him to start the season. I would go with him in a game one if the playoffs started tomorrow. I mean, why not? I wouldn't be – I wouldn't – I seriously, I wouldn't be opposed to it. And the reason I would go with Giolito is because – um. Like, I, I wouldn't be opposed to going Keiko, but I wouldn't be opposed to going Giolito because if you do get a great start out of Lucas and you win game one, Keiko, you, you have you have confidence in Dallas Keiko that he can handle the situation and you have a pretty good shot at going up 2 0. 100%. And if roles reverse and Keiko goes one, and I mean, he has a rough game one for whatever reason, I don't know if I feel as confident in Giolito being the two then to steady the ship. I don't know if I'm on that at this point. That's why I really like him at one and Keiko to kind of be the, the guy that kind of maintains, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, you could make the argument of Keiko being the veteran guy, right? You want to use yeah. him in game one to make the, to, to set the tone for the series. So that, I mean, that makes sense. Like, look, I'm, I'm not here to argue. I don't care. I don't care who it is. You, whether it's Keiko or, or Giolito in a, in a playoff game, it, it doesn't matter. The Sox are in good shape, but you're right. I, I think, as we go back and look at this at these two games, this is the biggest thing that we're noticing with the White Sox is they're taking care of business against bad teams. And it's plain and simple. It's it's literally night and day from now up, up as opposed to 2018. Like it's not even close. And that's exactly not you. You really know, and White Sox fans all over the place finally can feel like this team has turned a corner. Yeah, and uh, Duke made another great point where he said, "Look at when you look at Mark Burley, right? He wouldn't always have the best stats in your rotation, but you always trusted him in big situations. 100%. And I think that Giolito can be that type of mold where I don't know. I mean, he might also have great stats to back it up. We saw it last year, but he's also a guy that I feel like moving forward, you hope to develop that trust in big situations. Yeah, and here's what I like too. And for, for any Cubs fans tuning in, listen, I'm sorry. I wish if anybody ever wants to come on this show and talk, Cubs neither one of us are going to bash you we're going to I mean we, we love talking baseball so if any Cubs fans want to want to jump on the show as a co-host or just for the segment of of, of the MLB and, and talk Chicago Cubs I, I love doing it because I know that we do lose some people when we start getting into a little deeper deeper topics of the White Sox and uh, I'm not sorry about it but at the same time I know that it's not necessarily fair to call this show Natty Nights a national sports podcast, talk Chicago sports and pretty much never talk about the Cubs. So I, I just, I want to, I want to like somewhat halfway apologize that we don't talk about the Cubs. It's not, it's not a full, like, man, I feel really bad about it. It's just, that I don't feel like I'm educated enough. I don't need, like I can tell you, on the Cubs. yeah, like I can tell you, you know, maybe what they need to do with their lineup or maybe, um, you know, maybe, maybe who, how they should adjust the rotation or maybe like, oh, he took the pitcher out at half inning two. I could talk about those surface level things, but I can't, I can't tell you like, like Nico Horner, you know, did you see it in the sixth? Like, no, I, I, I didn't because I, I don't pay enough attention. So yeah, it, it's, it's a matter of lack of education on the Cubs. Um, so I get, man, I don't know. Maybe it's good that we don't talk about them, but uh, but I will say this: I will say this with the Cubs uh, struggling in that White Sox series. I, I don't. Um, 
I, I want to say that playing Detroit like that, it was a big series for them to sweep, and they couldn't they couldn't sweep. Like, I, I think if they they're underway tonight, I don't know what the score. I know they were up two nothing before the show started. Um, Schwarber hit a bomb at some point. I saw, but that's the last thing. I yeah, saw. but but like you saw it again, like with the White Sox. They the Cubs had a real opportunity here to like literally just beat up on the Tigers, just absolute, just go into Detroit and bully them. It's like three to three, and the Tigers oh, are man, in scoring see that, position. That's man. tough, man. Yeah. I I feel bad for the Cubs honestly because I know that there's going to be a shakeup after this season, and I, I, it's going to hurt a lot of Cubs fans. It really will because you're going to see big name guys get moved, and I don't necessarily know if um. I don't necessarily know if Cubs fans are ready for that because it was just a sixty-game thing. Like if it was one sixty-two, you have that you have that time that like grieving period, right? Where you know, like after the last fifteen twenty games, you're like, well, I can't believe it. This team's not going to be the same next year. But now it's like, okay, game fifty, like <laughs> shit. It's so, it, well, we're it. almost done here, yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah. So um, hopefully, for the sake of Cubs fans, they pull that out. Uh, Twins and Indians. Uh, last time I checked, three to two Indians. But either way. We are looking at a game or a game and a half behind Minnesota for, for first place in the American League Central. Um, and then we start a series with uh, Kansas City? I believe so. Kansas City. So another chance, another chance to, uh, I mean, we, what is that? One, two, three, four, four, four. We have a chance to go 10 games over 500 when, after we started one and four. So. That's, and that's, what you, that's just great, honestly. That's what you want to see from this young team. Like I said, I can't state it enough. They are injury-ridden, right? They are a young team that has a lot of injuries. Okay, I'm so I'm glad you brought up the injury because you were talking about it, and I I had this thought in my head, and it, it went away. It's back. Danny Mendick has to be your starting second baseman. I think you have to. He has because to be. of what he's done. So I I did that write up right on 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 tap Sportsnet, and and they talked about this situation um, on the Socks on Tap podcast. Tony and, and Nani did about the Mendic magical situation. Um, so in the article I said, I was like, this is what I think they're going to do. Not what I think they should do. I think the magical experiment is back. Like, I think they're just going to put him at second, but I, man, I'm telling you, uh, you got to start Mendic. <laughs> you, you have to at this point, like until he proves himself wrong, he's got to start. Yeah, I think that he's like he said, he's got to do something that puts him out of that lineup because he's been on such a roll. Uh, also defensively, he's been on a roll, been on a tear. So why not go Mendy with the hot hand? Mendy can play third, by the way. There you go. He can play go. third. So if Moncada needs a day off, you put Mendick at third, put Madrigal at second. They both get playing time, get some more contact at the end of the at the bottom of the lineup. Not like they really need it, but that's that's just my idea. Um, I, I just want to see where how how they maintain this man. That's all I want to see because this momentum. I thought I was like, well, I want to see how they maintain this after the Cubs series, and they have just not let off. Yeah, and I I, I can go on for days, but but let's uh, let's move on. We'll save some of that for for tomorrow's show, Duke. If I, I know you're still hanging around, so let's talk about these uh, let's talk about these Bears. So a super just unfortunate, absolutely unfortunate injury. Uh, David Montgomery, he was carted off the field today, right? Yeah, um, they said it's not. They're hoping it's not very serious. It looked like it's his groin. Yep. Um, you know, he slipped. 
I watched it. Like he like looked like he slipped and fell, and he just like went the wrong way. Can you hyperextend your? Is that a thing? Because I feel I like know, I, know, I, I feel I like if he, I, I obviously didn't see the clip, but like if you if you're running right and you slip and your leg, okay, so like here are your legs and your leg goes this way, right? You can hyperextend mm-hmm. on your inner right. So I mean. I, I agree though. I, I I really really hope that uh, this isn't a serious thing because in my opinion, I I know that there's Bears fans out there, Duke included, that wants Cordero Patterson to get some touches in the backfield. I just don't know. Like I I think I think Patterson is is an unbelievable athlete. He's like a he's the the perfect utility guy. I just don't know. Um, I don't know how effective he would be out of the backfield. I, just, I, don't, I literally don't know. Like, I'm not doubting it. I just don't know. But I right. feel more confident in Dave Montgomery because of what we saw last year, 889 yards with the shit O-line. So. I do believe. I, I hope that he's good. He's good to go here. We, you know, we're only two weeks away from the start of the NFL season uh, as of tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty crazy to think about because there obviously has been no preseason, but I hope – Montgomery it's not that serious just like they you know they believe it's not mm-hmm. um, because I think that he's a guy that going into this year has to have you have to really kind of put the weight on him a little bit more than Cohen that's where I lean on because I like Montgomery I like what I've seen what we've seen from him and what we saw from him in college too so like let him be that big back uh, that can be more explosive for you and Cohen is a guy I just have never truly gotten behind being like i love Tariq cohen i think Tariq cohen's a special player i think that he's got the ability to make guys miss in the open field and that's awesome um but you need to use him correctly because to try to use him just to go behind the line and try and go three it'd be a three down back it's just not gonna work sorry that's just not like i i know people it, it sounds a little backwards, right? When you when you talk about David Montgomery's numbers, and you're like, and he did that with a bad O line, and then you look at Tariq Cohen's numbers, and you're like, well, the O line was bad, but Tariq Cohen is not an he's not an inside the tackles running back. I, in my opinion, he's I I wouldn't even put a position on him. I'd put him as a gadget guy. Like he's yep. I, I just don't I, I don't feel comfortable handing him the ball for in the backfield. I just don't. I just don't. So. That's why this injury hits me a little different because I know that I, I don't I don't know the confidence level I have uh, on Patterson. Uh, I don't know enough about the other guys in the room, but I do know that Tariq Cohen is not the guy for me. Um, and and Matt Nagy said, you know, we're, we're, do we need to go outside and and find somebody who we don't know? We're that's you know that's after the evaluation process process. And I like I just don't know who would you who would you go get? That's like Devonta just... Freeman. That's where I would go. Really? I think if you look at names available, Devonta Freeman for the right price. If you need him, because again, if if for some reason Montgomery is more serious or he's going to miss a considerable amount of time, you got to do something. You have to. And I think Devonta Freeman at least gives you somewhat of a presence. You know, when things were going right in Atlanta. He was rolling, uh, but I will say also when things were wrong, he was really bad. But didn't he have like? Th- I, didn't he miss like three weeks last year with an injury? Like, wasn't yeah. he hurt? So yeah. I mean, like, I guess like, yeah. I, mm. But then again, I mean, you you don't you're not really in a position, right? The Bears aren't really in a position to be like, let's just hope one of these rookies work out. Yeah, hundred percent. Can't really do that. So I, more things are going to develop over the next couple of days uh, with this Bears injury situation. 
Um, and yes, we are very close to uh, opening kickoff in the NFL, which is completely wild. Um, and, and as we as we navigate these next couple days, next couple weeks, make sure everybody checks out ontapsportsnet.com for all your Bears, uh, Blackhawks, Cubs, Bulls, and White Sox writings and uh, letter term podcasts. Um, okay, so we'll take a break, talk about the national stuff. We'll, we'll talk about the Big Ten first, and then we will come back. And uh, Ryan has something to say about everything going on in the NBA, the NHL, and uh, the MLB as we react to everything going on in uh, the world that we used to like. Back here on Natty Nights in a bit. From the first pitch to the final buzzer, on tap Sportsnet has got you covered for all your Chicago sports needs. Read up on the current state of your team on our website and listen to us banter during our team-specific podcast. Thirsty? We even have beer reviews to help you take the edge off. Follow us on Twitter at ONTAPSportsnet and get all the content you'll ever need at ONTAPSportsnet.com. ONTAPSportsnet. It's what's on tap in Chicago. Hey guys, it's Ryan Green Machine Ebner here from the Big J and BB Show, your source for gaming, anime, and sports news. You can find us on your podcast platform of choice. Just search Big J and BB Show on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Also find us on Twitter at Big J and BB Show. Now enjoy the next episode and stay breezy. Hello everyone, I'm Undead Rebel, and you could find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash undeadrebel. You'll see a variety of content on stream, including sporting news, but my channel is more focused around video game content and playthrough of the hottest and newest video games currently out now. So, can't wait to see you in the stream to watch some epic fails, have some laughs, and maybe some OMG moments. Enjoy the rest of the show. Back here on Natty Nights. If you ever miss any of these streams, this podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Overcast, Radio Public, wherever the hell you find your podcasts. Google Play. Uh, just search Natty Nights. Subscribe to the podcast. And actually, just so everybody knows, you do get better audio quality uh, on the podcasted version because it is recorded natively is the correct term to use. Um, so we, we both sound a little bit better. Uh, our takes aren't different, but... The quality is a little bit better. Hot. They yeah. stay hot, uh, just yeah. like this weather, bro. Hot. <laughs> um, all right, so this Big Ten stuff. But the last update that I saw, and, and when you texted me this, I had literally had no idea what you were talking about. Um, but the last update that I saw was like, Nebraska's kind of the lone wolf. They're like, we're going to find somebody to play. But everybody else was like, eh, it's kind of done. But there's been some changes. What's up? Yeah, so I guess the Big Ten is considering a winter season uh, for their football uh, in dome stadiums such as they've looked at Lucas Oil, Minnesota. Um, you know, honestly, the Milwaukee Miller Park could be an option. Um, there's a few other ones kind of like uh, there's one in St. Louis still that the Rams used to use. Um, you've got Syracuse they've looked at. My big thing is, and, you know, the article on CBS Sports really didn't explain a ton about it. It was like their whole thing was they didn't want to have the season because – of covid and not knowing where we're at and having the players mm -hmm. get exposed and things like that my thing is and you made the point now maybe i i, I your point earlier before we started was i don't wouldn't it be better just to be outside and i agree i think the reason now that they're trying to look at winter stadiums or domes is because 
they initially made the decision to not have it this fall. Mm -hmm. Now, because of all the pushback from parents, boosters, athletes themselves, et cetera, et cetera, the rest of the NCAA. Well, I mean, there's a few other conferences that aren't going to play, but, you know, the SEC and them, they're going to play. And I think maybe because of that pushback, they're like, oh, shit, dude, we're not going to be able to do this in the spring. Like, we, we're going to have to get this out there, but we can't do it in the fall because we've already pushed it back. We have so much we still need to do, and mm. we'd have to go through all these, like, you know, OTAs or whatever they're called in college. So maybe in there, they don't want to have, they know the season's going to be pushed back. So they're like, okay, we don't want to have it out. You know, if we don't get to start till, say, November. We don't want to have it out in just the blistering cold all year, all winter long for these guys. Let's see if we can maybe get them into a dome stadium. Or is it going to be a bubble situation? I don't know. I have a hard time believing you can bubble up student athletes because then I feel like you might have to consider them more athletes than students, which means you might have to pay. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the one, I guess it's not super – you know, unbelievably important, but if they were to do like a bubble situation or maybe like they do, you know, Hey, there's three games today, uh, at Lucas oil. Um, maybe it has a little bit to do with field maintenance. I, I mean, Could be. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, this, this development is a little bit early. Like it's, I don't think it's, it's blossomed into anything that really anybody can talk about a ton because there's not a lot of answers out there. A lot of questions, not a lot of answers. Um, I just think it's a little bit unfortunate that we're getting in the situation where people are um, people are going to be put in really, really tough situations. And I, what I mean by that is athletes. Like, okay, so are you telling me that, and this is just a question, are you telling me that, let's say, you know, Joe Random is the second string quarterback for, you know, school X. Um, what if he doesn't, what if you're like, Hey, we're playing. What if he doesn't want to play? Does he right. lose his scholarship? Oof. You would hope not. That'd be really shitty on the university to do that. Cause you don't want to force anybody into this. It's very similar yeah. to like, uh, talked about the NFL a little bit where the NFL, I know that the time has passed for them to be like, yo, I don't want to play, but I mean, let's be real situations change all the time right that is the reality that we live in that's just that's just real world shit things change so yeah maybe you know let's say joe random decides hey you know what actually my mom's sick and i don't <laughs> want to like i don't want to no. you know but i'm saying like you know maybe their mom is sick or they yep. find out something about their family member yep. and they don't want to bring anything home so are you going to tell me that the nfl or the NCAA and whoever you're going to be like you're going to punish the player now because I don't think you can do that either. I understand why they had to set that deadline, at least in the NFL circumstance, because you have to try and get guys in the camp and kind of like, you know, organize this a little bit, yeah. but I like, it's not, they're going to punch them. And that's how I look at the NCAA. I could not imagine a kid telling them they don't feel comfortable playing. And that school saying, get ripped. You're losing your scholarship. I, the pushback, would be so catastrophic for the NCAA. Yeah. Like that would just be just awful. Yeah, I mean, I really don't have anything else to say on this because, uh, again, because it's so new. But I, I would just hope that. Look, I mean, these, these, let's just call them corporations because that's what they are. 
um, these corporations and businesses are going to do whatever they're going to do. And I'm not here to tell them what to do and what not to do. I just, I just give my opinion on here. It's, it's, I don't lose sleep over anything that anybody does. Um, unless it directly affects me and none of this directly affects me at all. So we'll just see what happens and we'll be back with more takes. I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I have. I know you're a little bit more passionate about it because it's football, but like for me, it's just, look, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. If not, oh, well, I mean, yeah. It is what it is. Um, <clears throat> all right, so uh, we saved this for the end of the show because uh, I, I don't know how long this is going to be. I don't I don't know what type of discussion this is going to be. I don't know if it's even going to be a discussion, to be honest with you, I, and I'll get to that in a second. But um, obviously with everything going on in this crazy world um, here in Chicago, like Kenosha is not far. I'll just say that. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, it, it is now affected the Milwaukee Brewers, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Orlando Magic, it's affected the WNBA, it's affected uh, other other teams in the MLB, across the board in the NBA, actually. Um, the uh, the cancellation of games, the forfeiting of games um, in, in protest of what's going on. And uh, Ryan, you texted me before the show started, about an hour before the show started, and you're like, I'm probably going to go off today. Uh, so without further ado, I'll just, I'll give you the floor. Uh, just to kind of give everybody a background here. Like obviously one, first and foremost, I'm not going to sit here and tell you political beliefs or anything like that. That's not the place for that, but I am going to at least give you an opinion on things. And you know, the fact is, is this is really happening. And I think that we, each of us have a platform, right? Uh, whether it's natty nights, whether it's big J and BB show, whether it's, on tap sports bar stool espn whatever and i think we all have a almost a duty to at least uh bring our thoughts to it so first the milwaukee bucks did not show up on the court for game five versus orlando they made that decision uh it was a protest after the shooting of jacob blake which you, you uh, kenosha uh and they basically said enough was enough and then the magic followed suit uh, other teams are also planning to sit out, so the NBA chose to postpone the other three playoff games scheduled for tonight. Now, we don't know when those games are going to be made up. I don't know when they're going to play again. I don't know. I, uh, no one does at this point. They have a special meeting with the board of directors tomorrow morning. Um, I know that they had a meeting at about 7 o'clock, but to any, every NBA player was welcome to join the meeting. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if that was on a Zoom call or how do you have social distancing for that, but like that's beyond me. Um, but that's what they decided to do um, to go over really where they're at and where everything else is at because uh, we touched upon before, right? Where Kyrie Irving, right, said, I don't feel like this is, we shouldn't even go back to playing. Like there's too much going on after everything that happened with George Floyd. And Yes, we we said that you also you gotta look at it from both angles, right? You gotta look at it from Kyrie's perspective of like there's these this is bigger than a sport, which it is a hundred and ten percent. I agree, um, but also it's like hey, let's use this platform to uh put the message out there and let's use it to the right way because we we get people that say protest peacefully and they are they are a hundred percent. These athletes are protesting peacefully, and now the NBA is like dude. We didn't even want to come back because everything going on and now this happened. So it's going to be really touchy to see where they go from here. Um, the NFL teams, such as the Detroit Lions, canceled practice and the players were out there t talking to the media. They protested outside their facilities. 
You touched upon the Brewers and Reds, Dodgers, Giants, Mariners, and Padres all postponed their games as well. Now, Giants manager Gabe Kapler spoke out, and his quote was, I don't think it should require athletes meeting, needing to boycott playoff games to remind us Black Lives Matter and that police brutality is unacceptable and that systematic racism is needs to be eliminated. And also, Jason Hayward for the Cubs sat out tonight after talking to Ross. He decided to sit out. That's where we're at in the sports world. My problem, my, my biggest thing, what bothered me years ago when some news anchor on Fox, I don't remember her name, I don't care to, told when we had a situation right where a black man was in custody from the police and he could not breathe. He called out that he could not breathe and he died. NBA players, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, all of them were wearing the I can't breathe shirts, right? And this lady decided to say they should just shut up and dribble. No. No. I don't agree with that at all. And in this same situation, I've seen so many people on Twitter, on Facebook. I call them like finger warriors. That's what I call them because they can hide behind their social media. And they, go, dee, 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 dee. And they are ripping these athletes for this decision. Like, they, like those athletes owe them something. This entire situation, black lives being endangered and black lives matter and all of that is so much more important than a game. It really is. And I think that these athletes, it's good on them to use their platforms in any way they can to voice about change. And the understanding, Chris Weber spoke earlier too, right? Where he talked about, like, we know, we know this isn't going to be fixed in a day. Trust me. We're aware it's been going on for a long, long time. But to sit there and say, why even try if it's not just going to change right away? That defeats the purpose that you're about change moving forward, change as we grow. That's what you want. And I think that these athletes taking this and doing what they're doing the best that they can is great. I also like, you know, some of these people that on Twitter that want to bash LeBron James for being so vocal about this because he wasn't vocal about uh, standing up for China. Listen, that's a whole different situation. This is the country that he lives in. This is affecting him and his race and his family and everything. And people he knows, these, a lot of these players have been here. They've been in this situation. They've been in these communities where things like this happen. And just to sit there and act like these athletes owe you something. I'm sorry. I The, the take of... It's a job. They have a job to do. I'm going to be real honest with you, Johnny. It works at an office nine to five. Your job and my job is very different than what these athletes are paid to do. Right? It is very, very different. They're not paying me. If I walk out of my job because I want to protest, no one's going to care. No one's going to be on Twitter talking about Ryan Epner walked out of his warehouse today because he is protesting for Black Lives Matter. No one's going to talk about that. But these athletes have the ability to get that attention. And that's what you want to do. So my biggest thing is to not sit there and bash these guys. Stand with them. Respect them. Listen. If you're not informed enough, just listen and learn. Don't speak out of turn then. Don't say something ignorant. Don't do that. That's my biggest problem is just like 
you know, you get people that want to make it a political thing and they want to make it a race thing. No, man, it's about being a good, decent human being and understanding right from wrong. Like, that's how we all should have hopefully grown up, was taught to know right and wrong and to respect each other for who they are as a person and to just be good human beings. Whew. Lord. Good. You got every, everything? Is that I am good. Okay. I'm good. Um <clears throat> so follow up question. How do you feel about the NHL's ten second of silence? Ten seconds of silence, excuse me. I'm not going to bash the NHL for their players not wanting to play or wanting to play or listen, that's their decision. Um as long as the NHL um, is aware of everything and they're understanding it and they do something. I mean, the 10 second of silence, that's great. Glad they did something. That's at least they, you know, they weren't completely oblivious to it. Um, When George Floyd uh, passed away, he was murdered. uh, The NHL was one of the leagues that Joe, actually the NHL was before the major league baseball to make a statement about it. So I'm not going to completely bash the NHL in that way. Um, at least they did something, but it's, I think, you know, to see, at least in my opinion, the NBA and the MLB really, and even NFL teams understand that this is bigger than their playoff games. I can't, I can't remember this guy's name from Barstool. And like this to me sums it up perfectly. I cannot remember his name and it's going to bother me, but I took the screenshot of his quote because it just it summed up everything I felt. And he said, I just want to acknowledge the teams and players that are choosing not to play tonight. It's not about one incident that happened recently. It's about everyone being fed up that it's happening for many years and continuing to happen. If you're upset about a sport being postponed, you're missing the point entirely. This brings attention to a very important issue in our society. And if you're more upset about a game not being played than the reason why said game isn't being played, then maybe then it might be time to do some reflecting. And that summed up, I think, how I feel perfectly. Um, so I, I'm never really vocal about these situations, and I think people take that the wrong way. Um, let me let me tell you why, and and people could could disagree with this or or whatever, but I don't vocalize my thoughts on these situations because. What I've really, really noticed uh, about people on social media and and just people, um, just really just people in general, is they take one thing that you say. Now, when I say this, don't assume, don't assume how I feel about these situations. I feel like they take one thing that you say and automatically assume the type of person you are. You don't know. You don't know how I treat my friends, my family, my coworkers, strangers. You don't know how I treat any of those people. Because what if on what if there's something I said on Twitter that you didn't like, right? But let's just say like let me give you a scenario. Okay, let's say my profile picture isn't me. Let's say, you know, it's it's like the White Sox logo. And I say something on Twitter that you don't like. Okay? And you go off on me and you, you, you know, you, 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 you try and cancel me. 
Okay, but let's just say the next day, you know, we're, we're at the car wash, right? Or we're at the gas station. And you, know, you get up to the counter and you forget your wallet. Shit. I, I, I put the gas in already. Like, I don't, what, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. What if I'm behind you and I, I go, hey, don't worry about it. I got you. I got you covered. So what are you going to say now? If I recognize you because your profile picture is you, but mine isn't me, and I say, hey, by the way, try not to assume next time. Like, I feel like judging somebody on what they think on a very, very, very complicated issue, I don't think, I don't think that's fair. Um, I feel like I don't feel like it's worth it to me and that could be could be right or wrong but I don't feel like it's worth it to me to say something about really anything um and and get made out to be this like terrible shitty person who doesn't doesn't care about things that should be cared about I I, I don't think I don't think it's fair to to be assumed of so I I have thoughts about things and I keep them to myself and I let people do their thinking. I let people I let people talk. I I I'm not here to tell anybody that they can't think a certain way. I'm not t- I'm not here to tell players that they're, you know, that they're stupid or not stupid for playing or not playing. I'm not here to tell you that that an NFL owner or an NHL or a team owner or whatever is racist because he hasn't hired a black coach or or uh, another team is racist because every single running back they've had is black. I, I'm just not here for that. Like I, I'll put it to you very simply. I wake up every single day trying to find something to enjoy. I, I, I want to watch sports. I want to hang out with my friends, talk sports, play guitar. And, and that's it. Like, I, I just make money. <laughs> but, like, I, I just don't. I'm not in the camp of, like, I'm not in the camp of losing, losing possible relationships because of one single thought. Like, I, I just think, honestly, I know it's complicated. I, I don't think it's very fucking hard to be a nice person. Mm-hmm. Like the person behind you in the gas station or in the grocery store could very well be tweeting something right now that you don't agree with at all. But what if, what if they're the one spotting you at 20 or what if they're the one, you know, they're the one helping you pick something up that you dropped. It's about being good people. And let me tell you, I'm going to say this right now. You know what being blind has taught me? Color doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It shouldn't. Be a good person. It's not that hard. It's, it's really not. And you know what? How about this? Slow down. Slow down. If I had to give anybody any advice, which I am a 27-year-old white male, 
I, that's it. That that's slow down. Don't be quick to speak. Be quick to think first. If I say, Ryan, if I say I I hate you, dude, I hate you. Maybe don't say, well, fuck you, bro. I hate you too. Fuck you. <laughs> why don't you say? Why don't you say well, why? Right. Like why? Let's have this discussion. Let Let's talk about this because. While I might not be able to change your mind, I just want to know why. Because if you calm down and have a conversation about things, and I'm not saying this has nothing to do with what's going on. I'm just saying in general, when you calm down and have a conversation about things, you get to know the kind of people that you're dealing with on a very, on a much deeper level than if I, if we were just in a screaming match. Like, I agree. I disagree with a lot of things that my friends say. A lot. A lot of things. Like, and they're mainly sports, right? It's just like, it's, you know, it's stupid shit here and there. But I don't hold that against them because I know what kind of person they really are. So maybe, maybe we need to get to know each other. Maybe, maybe slowing down is the right thing to do. But there has to be conversations. You have to talk about these things. And it's okay to disagree. That's the big thing that I want to get across here too, is it's okay to disagree. It's okay to, to disagree that the NHL took 10 seconds of silence and actually played their games. It's, it's okay. It's okay to say, I don't agree with that. And that's it. That's it. That, you, you, okay, you don't agree with it. That's fine. Nobody's sitting here telling you that you need to agree with it or, or don't need to agree with it. Now, to sit here and say that uh, Zdeno Char is a bitch because he decided to play. No, that's not true. Because you don't know Zdeno, you don't know him. You don't know any of these guys personally. You don't know the broadcasters personally. You don't know the coaches. You don't know anybody involved personally. Until you know any of these people personally, let's try not to make blanket statements. And that goes for every angle. Why I don't insert myself is because I wasn't there. I just wasn't. I wasn't there. I don't know everything. I'm going to let you say what you need to say. I'm going to let you get your get your thoughts out. And if there's an opportunity that I can help you, I'm going to do it. And I would hope that you listening, watching would do the same thing. This is about holding doors for people. This is about if you have a little extra cash and somebody runs out and you notice I'm not talking about donating to, you know, to homeless people on a consistent basis and then they walk across the street to get into their F-250. I'm talking about doing very little things that change people's day. I'm talking about, hey, you know what? I, there's $4 in change. Like, I, just throw it on the next person's bill if you're in the drive-thru. It's about cracking a beer, cheers in, a, cheers in you know, a few people, and, and having discussions. Because... It very well might be that you and the person that you disagree with, the one thing that you saw them say on Twitter, or you disagree with them simply because of their political view, it very well may could be that you have a, pretty much everything in common. You'd probably be good friends if you gave it a chance. It, that's it. Just listen. Listen. Have constructive conversations. Put your fist down, open your ears. 
That's it. And get along with sports. Everybody loves sports. Like, whether they're playing or not. Look, a lot of people, would I have loved to watch the NBA tonight? Yeah, but it's not happening. They're not playing. Am I upset? No. It is what it is. They're just not playing. NHL? They're playing, I guess. Whatever. And I know people are like, well, you just don't care. No, it's not true. I care enough. I care more about the long-term effect of caring about the things that are short-term. And for people that think, well, the NHL played tonight, that's going to have a long-term effect. It's not. I don't believe it will. Because I'll tell you what, in five years from now, are you going to remember, and be honest with yourself, are you going to remember that the NBA postponed their games? A handful of teams composed their uh, postponed their games in the MLB. But the NHL had three, uh, three games today. Two of them happened after the NBA decided to, to postpone their games. Two of them. The Flyers finished already. Are you going to remember that those two teams played? Are you? In five years, are you really going to remember? This is about being good people. Plain and simple. Love your neighbor. For people who aren't religious, that's fine. That's, that's fine. But just maybe Google the Ten Commandments. Don't put God on it. If you don't believe in God, don't put God on it. Put LeBron James on it. Put uh, Tim Anderson on it. Put Javi Baez. Whoever you want to put. Whoever you want to put behind those statements. They're pretty true. Be a nice person. Look out for your neighbor. Respect thy mother and father. Very simple. Very, very simple. Easy things to do. Very simple. I think I'm good. Well said, sir. Well said. I think I'm good. Um, uh, heat check. Let's do heat check. I don't want to end the show on that. Heat check. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What, what do you got for me, Josh? So, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm thinking about you know Giannis. Giannis got Defensive Player of the Year. We're looking at uh, Tim Anderson having a really good year. Um, Luis Roberts going to win Rookie of the Year. And I say that because of what I saw in the past two days. He had a terrible day. Terrible day on Sunday against Hugh Darvish. Hugh Darvish made him look like a rookie. And then he came back and had a pretty pretty damn good couple games. It's about adjusting. And in a lot of these pro sports, it's about adjusting. You you play really well, and then they figure you out, and then you got to adjust, and then they figure that out, and then you got to adjust. Uh, he's adjusting very quickly. I don't know if it has anything to do with Jose Abreu helping him out or Aloy or Yoan or whatever, but, I mean, he's he's doing it. So, Luis for Rookie of the Year. Somebody said that, actually, on this show. I believe that was Mr. Duke Coughlin said that. Um, but Or I, maybe MVP. No, 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 no. He said, he said uh, top three in MVP votes. But I'm saying American League Rookie of the Year. Oh, okay. Um, I'll go NFL with mine. Uh, the other day we were talking about, because I've got a fantasy draft on Friday, we were talking about 
different teams and stuff and everything like that. So I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals, who last year finished 5-10-1, will be a 10-win-plus team this year. You know what's also, wild? I, I'm sorry. Go well, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, go, oh, no, go ahead. No, what's crazy is I believe that. Like, is it because I delivered it with passion? <laughs> That's why. <it's... laughs> no, no, like, I, I just, I believe it. I mean, they have DeAndre Hopkins. Who's their running back again? Uh, It's uh, Kenneth, uh, damn, it's going to bother me. Ken, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Are you sure? I believe so. I, I want to I saw something. I don't know. I, okay, but Not regardless. Me, I have to look. Regardless, while you do <laughs> it that. It is I'll, Kenyon Drake. Okay, okay, so. I, I just think so here's the thing like they hung around a lot of those games last year I think they lost like three or four games by one score could have been more than that actually um I, Ky, I, I almost said Kyrie Kyler Murray is uh proving a lot of people wrong that said that she, he he should have went and played for played for the A's but it's it's working out so far and you said uh, you said yesterday you want Mr. Cliff's uh offense to get going so I, 10 wins. I don't I don't think I have an issue with that. It's probably a heat check. I mean, it's probably a heat check still, but I don't think I have an issue with it. I, I was in it. I'm like looking for worst of first teams, and I was like, you know what? This is the one I feel strongly about. Also, Melissa in the comments waiting on that EDM intro for $4.99 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee from Starbucks. You can put in whatever ad you like, and it could be EDM. I'll tell you what. Melissa, I'll tell you what. If you, if you subscribe to the podcast... And prove it. And stay subscribed. Don't pull this. I subscribed. Oops. I unsubscribed. My yeah. phone got broken and it unsubscribed to if you subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice, I'll throw an EDM song in here. Girl, I know you got an iPhone, so go ahead and text me. I'll let you know how to do that. I'll help you out. I also get you to subscribe to the Big J and BB show <laughs> because you're already, you're already there. There you go. Um, all right. Do you have anything else? Anything else to cover? No, man, that was it. Got my got my feelings out, and I'm pretty good. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, make sure everybody tunes in tomorrow, uh, 9 o'clock Central Time, on twitch.tv slash Bull for the live Big J and BB show. Appreciate everybody tuning in uh, on Apple, Spotify, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, if you aren't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Share it with a friend. And uh, thank you to the folks who chimed in uh, in the comments section. That definitely brings another dynamic to the show. If for some odd reason you would like to uh, leave a voicemail for the show, they will get played. The number is 815-714-9044, 815-714-9044. Back at it again tomorrow right here on Natty Nights.